0: Lock Talk Radio
1: Welcome my friends
0: to tonight's Friday night spiritual night. Relax, let go, and be with Charles Show. Tonight our show is gonna be about being angry. We're all humans. We all have moments of anger when we're mad, when we're upset, when we're frustrated. Tonight we're going to talk about ways that you can connect with, deal with, in a constructive, compassionate, and loving way, being angry. Let's the music play us Greetings and welcome, my friends. Welcome, welcome, welcome to tonight's Relax, Let Go, and Be With Charles show. We have got a beautiful show for you tonight, and it's going to be about being angry. And we're going to share some things that I've learned over the years. I'm going to share some of my experiences growing up as as kind of a highly tempered student and what that was like and what I've learned and the ways that we can be constructive with our anger, that we can use, that we can express our anger in compassionate and loving ways and in ways that aren't hurtful and mean and just cause everybody to get angry and upset. So we're going to have a really good show tonight. It's been inspired by some people around me, by some things in my own life, like I'm going to be sharing tonight. And and so many clients that I've worked with that anger or dealing with anger has been such a piece of their mental health and their spiritual health and their being able to have joy in their life and and love and happiness and joy and express themselves in good and beautiful ways. And anger can sometimes, oftentimes, get in the way of that. I also want to let you know that this tomorrow, tomorrow we are doing a very special call-in show. Adam's going to be joining me, Adam Bodie, who's been on the show a few times. As a host throughout this last year, he's been on quite a few times on the, some of our different shows as a guest and a co-host. He's going to be joining us as well. We're doing a special call-in show. We'll have our chat room open so that you, can, you can use the link and be in the chat room and, and ask questions or, or share with us. You can also call into the show tomorrow. It's going to be at a special time, 3 p.m. Pacific time. 6 p.m. Eastern time. So 3 p.m. tomorrow here on the West Coast, 6 p.m. on the East Coast. Tomorrow, January 21st, a special call-in, share, and talk with Charles and Adam where you're welcome to call in and say hi, share your inspirations, your dreams, your challenges for the New Year's, and we will offer compassion, encouragement, and love for you and your dreams. We're going to have a... uh, The show is going to include, and I'm looking at my show description, and I'm not sure I included it in that, but the show is going to include a special guided, yes, prayer and meditation for you and the world as well. So if you've been wanting to talk, if you have some things you want to share, if you have some questions, if you just want to say hello, join us tomorrow at 3 o'clock here on the West Coast, 6 o'clock on the East Coast, and we're going to have that special call-in show We're we're kind of making up for things. We were going to do a call-in show on New Year's Eve, first birthday show, and then I was ill and and had a bad sinus infection. Then we were going to have a New Year's Eve call-in show on Christmas Day. Uh, My wife, ex-wife, but long-term friend and, and mother of my daughter, passed away on Christmas Day, and that we had a week of all working together with with all the emotions and all the physical things that had to happen with that. And so we postponed our call-in show. So we're doing our, our New Year's Eve, New Year, New Year uh, and just a time to call in and, and, and be with each other. You can even say happy birthday. <laughs> we missed that one. Um, <clears throat> just call in and share. And if you can't, if you're not going to be available to call in, you're also welcome to email your questions, comments, and greetings before the show and we will share them live. Uh, so that email is relaxletgobe at gmail.com. It's right in this show's description as well as in the description of the show for tomorrow. So we welcome you to either email your comments or questions for myself and or Adam or both, and, uh, or any kind of comments or anything you'd like to share or anything you'd like to have prayer or meditation about. And we will share those on the show. If you'd like to share something but you really don't want it to be shared live on the show, you can say that too. You. you can say Charles, I need your prayers. I need your meditations. But please keep this private. We we honor we honor your privacy. But if you have something you want to share publicly, let us know if you have something that you just want to share privately but you want us to keep us in that prayer meditation and the whole world doesn't need to know why. That's more than okay too. And my friends, we have been on a journey. Since we have returned the show has returned past all that family grief that we went through the week of uh, between Christmas and New Year's and we came back on January 4th we had a here we go 2023 love and inspiration for the new year on Monday the 9th of January we had the talking about the beautiful connections in our lives those beautiful souls that we've been connected to I Dedicated that show to some of the people, to Laura who passed and to Paul who passed earlier this week, to Helen, one of my mentors throughout my lifetime that passed uh, last year. Um, Then on Wednesday, the 11th, we have the awesomeness of the soul, beginning to understand and have awareness and connection to our souls and all that our souls are and all that our souls are connected to in this universe, in this world around us. That's beautiful. And amazing and all the things that we can learn and experience and be part of by being more aware and more connected to our soul. Last Friday, Adam was with me and we did, we both worked on that one for a little bit and we had a very special Manifesting Your Dreams for 2023 and Beyond. We talked about the mind, body and spirit ways that you can manifest your dreams, your inspirations, your desires and there were ways that worked with your mind, ways that helped you focus, and ways that helped you be spiritually connected so that all your mind and body and spirit are working together with love, light and inspiration for you. I had a really nice deep guided meditation experience as part of that show as well. And then we did take this uh past Monday off. Uh, we wish a, uh we talked about it on Wednesday, but you know, it was uh, uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, uh, observed. Also, there were some things over the weekend that I was working with. So we decided to end the show on Friday was so good. There was so much awesome information there that I thought, you know what? We were thinking about doing a call-in show that Monday, but we, we wanted to give people more time to prepare and more time to know about it. So we decided not to have a show on Monday to give more people chances to listen to that Manifesting Your Dreams for 23. 2023 and beyond that we did on Friday the 13th. It was a Friday the 13th. We also talked about the full moon energy that had started earlier that week. So that was an awesome show. We were here with you on Wednesday, though, with why are we here? We went a little bit further into our soul, into into connecting with that soul consciousness to inspire us and to bring us to bring us clarity into our minds, into our bodies, into our lives about why did our soul, why did that part of us, that energy that lives on forever, what, why did it choose to be here? Why did it choose to be Charles? Why did it choose to be who you are physically, mentally, in your life, in your experience? Why did we all choose to come now? Why did we all choose to come together with certain people in our lives? So that was our show on Wednesday. And tonight, my friends, <clears throat> being angry. And I was just on a show. And if you follow us on Facebook, uh, you were aware. If you don't didn't follow us on, you don't follow us on Facebook, you can send an email to me too, to that relax let go be at Gmail and say, hey Charles, send me the link. I was on a live screen, live stream with the uh, ParaCrew podcast. ParaCrew podcast is a live stream. They're on YouTube. They're on all sorts of different channels. And they have honored and humbled me by, by inviting me to be on about once a month to be on the show. And we talk about mental health. We talk about working with struggle, working with challenges in our lives, being depressed, being angry, being upset working with others when they're angry and upset with you, what you do. And, and we're going to talk about some of that tonight, too. But I literally, well, probably three minutes before our show went live, that show ended. So that show started at 6 o'clock tonight and on the East Coast, 9 o'clock on the West Coast. If you follow us or you see our Facebook page is in the show's description. You can go there. You can watch that show. One thing I forgot to mention to them was that the picture they used this time, was actually from a time that I was doing, it's why it's a good picture, but I meant to mention to him that that picture is actually from when I was doing a, uh, I was participating in a murder mystery dinner fundraiser for Al Spokane here in town. And I was playing one of the characters. And so I looked at that and I thought, Oh, interesting. I mean, it's not a bad picture. I'll take it. But I thought that was interesting that they, um, uh, And I know a friend of mine who works on that show who put some of the things together, and I know she probably, you know, she thought, oh, this is a nice picture, we'll use it, and it's totally fine, but it it, it did crack me up a little bit, because I'm like, oh, that was from when I did the murder mystery as part of the cast for the uh, fundraising dinner, so that was kind of fun to see. Um, So, my friends, tonight, being angry. And coming into tonight, I also want to share, because it's Friday night, spiritual night, something beautiful that I've just recently watched. And it is with it was with the Reverend Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. Turns out they're really good friends. They share a lot of joy and fun and laughter with each other. And it's a, a special on Netflix, I believe. Yes, that's correct. i am being told. Uh And it was all about joy. I can't can't remember finding joy, experiencing joy, but, you know, put in your search bar joy and you'll see the special with the Reverend uh, or Bishop maybe. I think it was Bishop Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. Oh, my gosh, did they have a lot to share about joy and about how so much of who we are and how we live and experience our lives starts right here. And when I say right here, I'm touching my heart. I'm touching my soul. I'm touching my, my body. It starts with us. And these are two gentlemen, one Christian, one Buddhist, both leaders in their, in their field, in their spirituality, both of them going through times of oppression, times of discrimination, times of just true horrific things happening to them and their peoples and their parts of the world, their parts of the country. And and yet, through all that, being able to be joyful and happy and sharing all of who they are and all that they've learned with each other and with the world. And it was beautiful. And I recommend it to anybody that just wants to understand a little bit more about being joyful and having laughter and fun in your life. And one of the things they mentioned, I watched it on purpose coming into tonight, because I thought, you know, they're going to talk about this a little bit, and I bet I'll pick up a few more things, and I certainly did, and there were some things that they shared, which I was humbled and, and excited to see, and some that they were sharing some of the same things in some of the way, same ways that I share them, uh, because I, it, if you know me and you've listened to the show, you know I describe myself as a Christian Buddhist druid, and truly, yes, all of those things. Because all of those things have goodness, all of those things have community, and all of those things have a different perception about what life is about and about what our souls, our consciousness, that part of us that bested to be here right now, that bested to be here in this moment is all about. And before we get deep into tonight, I want to give a shout out to our top five countries, the USA, Canada, New Zealand, Vietnam, and Australia. New Zealand, new Zealand, who came on a few months ago as new listeners, is now less than a percent from taking over Canada as our second most listed country. So thank you, thank you, thank you for all of, all of you listening in New Zealand and sharing it. And much love to you all. I see recently that your Prime Minister, in doing some self-care and self-life care, is saying that she's going to step down to focus on her life. And so that someone can come in with the passion and energy to keep going things that she was doing. So much love to her and your country as you go through that transition. And always on Friday nights, we try to also give a, a shout out to different countries around the world. So today I want to shout out to some of our South American countries, Colombia, Brazil, Argentina. Welcome. Thank you for listening to the show. And on the continent of Africa, we have Algeria, Egypt. Nigeria, Kenya, and I think it's kind of right there between Asia and Africa, but Saudi Arabia. Thank you for all the people listening in those countries as well and across the world. We try to spotlight spotlight different countries at different times. So all of those that are listening in Europe, North America, South America, Australia, all around the world, we thank you for listening and taking. We are humbled and feel blessed that we can be part of your relaxing your mind and body letting go of fears and judgments and with great joy being all of who you can be being all of who you are with great joy and happiness and love enjoying your life enjoying those people and those souls that you're connected with enjoying the experiences that you are able to share and one thing that Matt who's a was a host tonight on the paracrew podcast that I was part of earlier, he shared it beautifully too, is it's like each day when we wake up and we take a breath and we can see the sun or if you're if you're a swing shift or graveyard worker, you can see the moon. <laughs> I've been both of those things, so I get it. But when we wake up and we start a new day, we are we are we have the opportunity to create and co create everything beautifully and wonderfully in that day that we can. And when you're struggling physically or mentally or spiritually, and it challenges your ability to be joyful and happy and lovingly experiencing all the beautiful things that you love in your life, whether that's tasting a strawberry or giving somebody a hug or a kiss or playing some ball with your dog or eating some delicious food or watching something that, that enriches your mind or gives you some laughter or gives you something to think about, something you enjoy playing a game with your friends or family or yourself that brings you into a good and beautiful place. You know, each day we have those opportunities to co-create all of our experiences. And I know, and I've shared that as a human being, even if you're, whether you're coming from love or you're coming from hate, And that's really the two energies of the world, right? Love and hate. Love and light, hate and judgment and fear. And whether you're coming from either one, and I've observed it in the people around me, the more you love people and you love your life and you love those you're connected to, you're going to experience very happy times. You're going to experience sad times. You're going to experience mad times. Because the more we love somebody... Whether it's our child or our partner or our friend or a coworker, the people that we care about in our community, we, can, we are going to experience mad, sad, and glad. It's going to happen. And to the extent that you're going to allow yourself to experience any one of those emotions, any one of those feelings, if you say, I'm never going to let myself be mad, I'm never going to let myself be sad, guess what? You're going to struggle to be happy, to be glad. We're humans. We have all of these emotions. If you stifle one, you're stifling them all. If I know that I'm angry or upset or struggling with something and I, and I don't express it, I don't allow myself to sense and feel it and then let go of it, I'm going to be pushing it deeper and deeper inside. And often, often when we're mad, It's not about what just happened. It's not about that final piece, that final straw that jumps in and pushes us over the edge and then we lose it. It's cumulative. It grows. And often it has to do with ourselves, with our own perception. We're often mad at ourselves for creating a situation or for allowing something to get out of hand or for feeling taken advantage of Or for feeling like we're not worthy. We're not. We're judging ourselves. And then we start to judge everyone around us. And then we start, instead of looking inside and seeing what's going on and what's hurting, what's happening, we end up going, you, 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 you. You do this. You do that. It's your fault this is happening. It's your fault this. It's your fault that. And often what we're really doing is we're sharing that we're upset. And we're mad. And, some, and, and, and rarely is it that final piece that happened. Someone forgot to pick up their socks. Someone didn't do the dishes. Someone, <laughs> someone forgot to pay you for something that you were doing as a joint thing. Someone, forgot, someone reached out to you in a way, and, and we talked about this in the show earlier this evening that I was on, is avoid big conversations and important conversations by text or by email. Those things can be taken either way. They can be taken many different ways. You can Someone can text you, okay, how are you doing? Okay? And I've had it happen. Someone's texted me, okay, and I've been like, okay, are you really okay? Are you upset? Did I do something wrong? Is everything okay? But yeah, I'm okay. So pick up the phone. Go see them in person. When you talk to someone face-to-face, or video call, or make a phone call and chat. When you have a conversation, you're less likely to misunderstand each other. And if you do misunderstand something, you're going to catch it. Someone's going to say something, and you, and if you're having a conversation, not a text, not an email. If you're having a conversation, then you have the ability to say, "Well, wait. What you just said sounded hurtful for me. Sounded like you're upset. Sounded like." Something else is going on that I don't understand. And you have that conversation with each other and you talk it out. And 99% of the time, if someone's made you feel hurt or less than or judged and you have that conversation, 99% of the time you're going to find out that's not the way they meant for you to feel. And yet we can go sometimes weeks or months or years feeling very upset or destroying relationships because of a text or an email or something that someone did and we didn't have that conversation. And so we just assumed that they meant to hurt us and they meant to cause us problems. And then if they did, if you do have that conversation, it's that 1% of the time that someone said, oh, yeah, yeah, I was trying to hurt you. I was trying to make you upset. I was trying to throw you off. I was judging you. Okay. Well, now you know that that person is hurting so bad that they're 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 striking out at people. And and sometimes the people around us. I know I've done it. I've done it with people. I've had friends, family members, and partners at different times that say, Charles, I don't want to be your lightning rod anymore. When you get upset and you have all this, (coughs) excuse me. I become your lightning rod. You just, <clears throat> you let it all out, but I can't handle it. <laughs> you need to, you need to work on that. You need to come at me a little bit differently, or you need to find a different way of, I don't want to be your lightning rod. I don't want to be the one that gets you're angry at everybody else in all these different situations, or you're upset with yourself. And then you use me as the lightning rod. That's not fair. And nope, it's not. No, it isn't. Before we get too far, I want to back up for a minute and share about some of my own challenges. A little bit of there I did, too, but share about some about my own challenges with anger. First as a child and a teen and then as an adult. And I was a highly tempered student. That's the way they described me. I was a highly tempered kid. And I was very hyper. So you know how people are ADHD? I was the hyperactive part didn't have the attention deficit, although if I got angry or too much into my losing it space, I could certainly didn't have attention for anything else but being angry. And I was lucky that in fifth grade, in the small community that I was growing up in that time in Michigan, they started a pilot program in the elementary school that I was in. And it was a class that they started that had not one teacher but two, and it was for highly tempered students and by that time for myself in third and fourth grade I had acted out so much in anger at different times that I had caused one teacher to think about giving up teaching and I had at one point when I'd been called to the principal's office and he stepped out of the office to have the secretary call my mom I shut and locked his door and cleared his desk and threw things around the room and then when he came back in and I was sitting there all calmly, he was a great, he was a great principal because although I had just wrecked some of his stuff, which I was obviously going to get some retribution for, he came in and he, and he saw that I was now calm. I was kind of starting to breathe normally. And I just, I tried to act like sit there like nothing happened, but the office showed that something had happened. And he looked at me and said, now, are you okay? Did you get it all out? And I start crying. And he was the principal that the next year helped create this class where in fifth grade, there were these, all these different students, there were probably about a dozen of us who all had, and some of them were ADHD, some of them were bipolar, some of them had different diagnosis. My only diagnosis was being hyperactive, and I obviously had anger issues. Now, what no one knew at the time was that part of my anger issues were because of some abuse that had gone on for me when I was in kindergarten, first grade, and second grade. And if you listen to the show, you know I've shared some of that just as a snapshot. There was some, in kindergarten, there was some sexual abuse from a teenage boy that was in the neighborhood. In first grade and second grade, first grade was an older girl, an eighth girl that was in eighth grade. And in in second grade, it was a babysitter that was a, I don't know, teenager in high school. I didn't share that part of my journey, that part of my experience until I was myself, like 17, 18 years old. And I didn't really do, even though I saw some counselors and I worked on some anger things, I, I either honestly didn't think about it sometimes. As a kid, I didn't realize this is the reasons I was angry. This is what was happening for me. So there were things that I experienced that I I as a kid didn't realize. And I was also, and again, we're going to get into this tonight, and we got into it earlier tonight in the show earlier, is about belief, how we feel about ourselves. I determined in my own mind that what was happening to me must be because there's something wrong with me. Somehow I was attracting this bad behavior from others. And and I was too young to realize that the reason I was so angry, the reason I was so upset, was very connected to those incidents in my life. And so when I did go through some counseling... And I did have some people I could talk to. It was finally a pastor. And if you've listened to the shows, you know that there, I shared that my life story. And if you go back and listen to them, there's I think we made it a four part series, Charles, From My Heart to Yours, and I shared some real depth about my life and my experience and much more to share, but that I was, you know, I shared some of what I went through. And I shared the first time that I shared it with a friend of mine that was a pastor and evangelist I was working with. And that's the first time I started to really work through those issues. So part of anger is realizing, and it starts at home, just like joy, just like love, just like beautiful experiences in your life, and the ability to really be joyful, to really be <clears throat> have a loving, joyful way of being in your world. And in a compassionate and constructive way, working through your anger, working through your sadness or your grief, but allowing yourself to be joyful and happy and reaching out and connecting with those around you while you go through that experience. In a sad way, going through the grief that we all experienced when Laura passed away on Christmas Day. But then the joy and the love that came together, we were all sad and we all had grief, but we also had beautiful and joyful times together working through as a team, as a group of partners and friends and exes that all came together and family to take care of what needed to be taken care of and to be there for each other. And then we had a beautiful gathering where we were all together and celebrated her life. We can still have that grief and also have joy, have joy that for the times that she spent with us, have joy in the ways that we all came together and worked together to to get done all the things we had to get done at that very tough time. And anger is no different. With anger and sadness and that judgment and fear we talk about, it's often because we're mad at ourselves. It's often because we're mad at ourselves because we have allowed the situation to unfold the way it did. Or we have allowed ourselves to get angrier and angrier and more upset and more upset as the week or the day went on. And then finally somebody does something and that's that final piece. We can't keep it in anymore. We explode. And often if we're honest about it, we end up saying to somebody, I'm sorry, this really has nothing to do with you. I mean, yes, it irritated me a little bit when you left this dish or your socks were on the floor. I always use that example, and people have asked me about it. I hear about it a bunch. That's why I talk about it. I've heard about it from clients and family and friends, how that frustrates them. <clears throat> they have a partner or friend or child or roommate that will just dump everything right there, and then you have to deal with it. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> <You> not... <laughs> and most of the time, they're not doing it because they're mad at you or they don't value you or they don't value your time or they don't love you. It's they're just taking their socks off. (laughs) It's not, they're not trying to upset you. But when we're coming from a place of hurt, when we're coming from a place of trauma, of abuse, or when we've spent some time and, and the more you love someone the more you care about them, the more that they can hurt you even even unintentionally not knowing that what they're saying or doing is, is touching buttons inside you inside your mind where you feel and you feel about yourself and then they say they're just joking maybe they're just trying to share something with you but you take it in a certain way and you really start to get angry And when I worked both with myself over the years, and it's an ongoing process, if if you're someone that can easily be angry or be angry in inappropriate ways, it's up to you, because it starts with you, to first heal the core problems, heal the core issues. If you've been abused or hurt sexually, mentally, physically in your life, if you've been taken advantage of and you realize it, and you're hurt if you have a lot of judgments that people are throwing at you because of what you do or how you do it or what makes you happy in your life. And there's a lot of that out there. It's easy to just let it kind of come in and come in and come in and finally it's too much and then we explode. So the first thing I recognized and what I share with every client, and I work with a lot of kids and adults, one of the first things I work with them and I do for myself is when you feel it coming. Start to become aware of when you start to feel those feelings that because before you lose control, there are always a feelings that you have during the buildup. So while your anger or while you're upset or your struggle or your frustration is building, you begin to feel it. Feel it in your body, in your mind. And one of the first things that I do and I work with people and clients and friends and family is begin to allow yourself to be aware of when you start to feel a certain way. And you won't just, you won't just feel it in your head. <clears throat> You'll feel it in your body. You'll start to get a tummy ache. You'll start your head will start to hurt. Your back will start to hurt. Your knees will start to hurt. You'll start to feel a certain way and it usually comes into that feeling of I'm not worthy. I'm not lovable. I'm crap. No wonder everybody's treating the way they are. I probably deserve it. So when you feel yourself beginning to go down that road and you feel that maybe somebody you're on your way to work and somebody cuts you off and then you get a little bit angry about that and you get to work and somebody hasn't done their job and now you're waiting on them to finish their job or you get to work and, and, and people are being negative and, and pulling everybody down. Or you see, you, you know, and, and nowadays it's so easy to get angry with each other on social media. We used to all be able to get along in so many ways. It didn't matter what, if you were this religion or that religion, if you were that political party or that political party, if you grew up here, you grew up there, you were a man or woman, you were LGBT, you were of a different ethnic background. Those things didn't bother us. Now we have forces, like I said, two forces in this world, the force of love and light and the force of hate and judgment. And so it's easy, even if you're this person of love and light and you you do everything in your life to be supportive and loving and to help those who need it the most, to reach out to your friends and family. They call up and they need your help. My gosh, you're there and you're helping them and you're doing what you can. And if you are someone that loves yourself and loves everyone around you, then we can also easily be angry when we see people getting mistreated. We can be angry when we watch and we're watching the war that's going on in our world right now and we see that, that some of the forces are, the Russian forces are bombing apartment buildings and killing children killing women and innocent people. thats And you can be angry about that. You can be upset about that. There are things that happen in our world. Being angry, being mad is okay. That's part of being human. And if we love our fellow humans and we love our world and we want to have a beautiful world where everyone can be all of who they are and we see people being pushed down or we see people walking into supermarkets or parades or gatherings, and just start shooting people because they have some hate, they have some judgment, they have some fears, and so they're going to take it out by hurting all these people. It's okay to be angry about it. It's okay to be sad and upset and go, oh, my gosh, what can I do? What can I do to help the people in my community? What can I do to help the people in my world to recognize that their lives and the lives of everybody around them? are equally important, are equally beautiful. When you love yourself, when you truly and completely love yourself and love that you get to come experience all the things that you do in this life, by default, you love everyone else as well. You realize, if I, hey, if I'm this beautiful, awesome, amazing person, then guess what? So is everyone else even those that might be hurting so bad that they act out in the worst way, what, what part of what we need to be doing there is saying, why? What's happened? And what do we hear over and over again in some of these circumstances? This is a kid or an adult that spent their life in hate or had a lot of self-judgment and had a lot of judgment against other people and was not filled with love and did not feel that they were worthy, did not feel that they were special and that they were amazing, and therefore so was everybody else. That's one reason why it's so important to do the healing that we need to when we have been deeply hurt. Because then often we won't recognize it. We won't know that, oh, my God, I'm I'm acting out in this way, because these things have happened to me and they've, and they've hurt me and they've upset me and they've challenged my feelings of self-worth and self-love to such an extent that I'm going to act out in, in really inappropriate ways. And it's always good. It's always amazing. It's always a beautiful thing to own it and to say, I'm so sorry. This really didn't have anything to do with you. This is what happened. This is how my day unfolded. And then I was reading on social media and some people had some bad comments and said some things, or I saw some people were attacking this person because of their skin color or their gender or their sexuality or their religion. And it just got me really upset. And then you came along, <laughs> this happened and that happened, and and then I lost it. So it's always important, number one, to own it when you lost it, but also not just to say, okay, so now I can be angry and inappropriate anytime I want to, as long as I say sorry. No, that doesn't work. That gets old for the person that has to be your lightning rod, as, as I put it, and best people put it in my life. So what I learned to do and what I share with people to do and help facilitate them doing is identifying in their lives, in their own selves, when they start to feel off, when they start to feel like things are beginning to go awry. Because then what we do is we empower ourselves through that awareness. We empower ourselves to make different choices. By allowing ourselves to be more and more aware of what makes us angry, of what hurts, abuse or trauma that we may be suffering with that we know we haven't dealt with it. We know we haven't sought out the help that we need to heal that peace through a medical professional, a mental professional, a spiritual professional, all of the above. So when we allow ourselves to begin to be aware, and it starts with being aware when you're not in that place yet, that you're going to tell yourself, I want more awareness to myself. And tonight, earlier in the show, we were talking about sadness and depression and becoming suicidal. So please listen to that one or ask for the link and I'll send it to you. But it works in each one of those scenarios as well as anger is when you're not in that space, allowing yourself to be more aware of yourself. Where do you have some hurt or some trauma or some abuse that needs to be healed? so that when you get into a place where someone starts pushing those buttons, they're pushing what buttons? Your buttons. Why are those buttons there? That's where the healing starts to come in play. Because when we go through things, especially as kids or as vulnerable adults, when we go through abuse or trauma, we have... Ways that we deal with that. There are parts of our consciousness, our mind, our body, our soul that step forward and decide, I'm going to deal with this for you. I'm going to be the tough person that fights this when it starts to come into people treat us this way or people touch this button. I'm going to react. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to be the one that says, you know what? Nope. That's why the healing is so important because we can dissolve those buttons. There's no button to touch once it's healed. Once you feel whole and lovable and healed, there's no button to touch. So the awareness to yourself, to your own mind, to your own body, to your own consciousness, is key. Because the more you allow yourself to be aware of your mind and your body and your spirit and and you work towards healing and wholeness, the more that you can catch yourself or you can see what's happening, you can find the pattern and identify it and go, okay, when I start to feel this feeling in my gut, when I start to have these thoughts of not being worthy, of not being lovable, of not deserving, of not being smart enough, strong enough, whole enough, I'm going to be aware and I'm going to catch myself. And when I see it happening, then I'm going to use some new tools to help myself to let go and relax before I reach that point where I boil over the top. Before I reach that point that I harm myself or somebody else. Before I reach the point that I'm so angry that I do something like jump in the car and get crazy or drink a bunch of alcohol or take a bunch of drugs to try to numb the pain or numb the frustration and then I act out and I do something that I'm going to regret for the rest of my life and maybe beyond. Awareness is key. Allowing yourself to be aware of, those, of the self-talk. That frustration beginning to grow, you allow yourself, you, with intention, allow yourself to be aware and when you sense and feel that happening, now you look for some ways to bring yourself down and to bring yourself some balance And to bring yourself some healing before you reach that point where you lose it. And there's easy ways to do that. First is allowing yourself and with intention saying, I want to be more aware. I want to be more connected to my mind and my body and my spirit so that I can be aware of when I start to feel frustrated. When I start to feel judged. When I start self-judging and causing myself frustration, because we're really good at that, aren't we? But I'm going to do a few things. And I've talked about it before in the show. And it's one of the most powerful, simple, powerful things that you can do. You've heard it before, count to ten, right? But instead of count to ten, give yourself a space, a break. Maybe go to the bathroom. Maybe go outside. Maybe take a little walk. Maybe tell the person that you're talking with or you feel some frustration and some anger building and say, you know what? I need to take a moment. Or when you're with yourself and you feel this beginning to happen because of a few things people are saying or things that you're reading or things that are you feel are being thrown at or put on you and you say, you know what? I'm going to take a minute. And take a minute and take those 10 deep breaths. Literally breathe in relaxation. Breathe out frustration. Breathe in some peace. Breathe out some anxiety. Breathe in some inspiration. Breathe out some frustration. And 10 times. And I will say this, if you haven't done this a bunch, and even if you have, you might want to sit down. Sometimes you can become a little lightheaded, especially if you're feeling that frustration building. So sit down, relax. Or get in a comfortable place, go outside, look up at the sky, and take some deep breath. But don't just take the breath, do it with intention. And I'm breathing in some relaxation, I'm breathing out the frustration. I'm breathing in some peace, I'm breathing out the anxiety. I'm breathing in some healing, I'm breathing out the pain. Super important. Star, star, star. Take the moment to relax and reset. Number two, when you go back, if you're having a conversation with your family member, partner, coworker, boss, friend, do some compassionate listening. State your truth. Say, you know what, Billy Bob, when you said this to me, It really upset me. It really hurt me. I took it this way. And then allow them to respond and say, you know what? I didn't mean for you to take it that way. I was just saying this. It irritates me when you do this or you do that. And the thing about that is if you start using yous with each other, stop yourself. Go to I statements. I statements are important. I feel this way when this happens. I feel this way when I perceive that you're not valuing me. When I hear you say this, this is how I feel. When I see that you do something this way, it's not about, because see, it's it's not about what's happening, it's about how you feel about it. It's about how your mind and body and spirit are living with that. And when you have that compassionate exchange with somebody else, like I said, 99% of the time, someone didn't mean to hurt you. Or if they did, they were also angry and reactive and they're sorry about it too. And there's some core issues that are happening for them. But for you, if you're someone that deals with anger, if you have a lot of explosive anger happening, be aware of yourself. Do you have hurts? Do you have abuses and traumas that there is part of your mind, your spirit, your consciousness trying to protect you? Because a lot of that happens. A lot of times the abuse, the hurt did not come from That person or this situation is just creating a similar vibe to your mind, to your consciousness. It's not real. When we feel profoundly angry or profoundly sad or amazingly happy, that starts with us. So take that moment to relax. Take those 10 deep breaths and not as fast as you can. <gasps> That's not it. <laughs> That's not going to help you. It's very similar for people that deal with panic attacks or people that deal with quote unquote meltdowns where they come do they just start bawling, right? And they don't even know why. And I've, I've been there and I've seen clients and family and friends be there. They just start crying because they're so frustrated and they're so upset. So take those deep breaths in and out. Deep breaths in and out. Allowing yourself time to relax, refocus, and to let go. Often, my friends, being aware and using the techniques of relaxation will keep you from reaching that boiling point. Will allow you to have a compassionate heart-to-heart with yourself and with those around you. The other key piece of this experience, key piece of this learning is to decide who you let in and why. So if someone cuts you off on the way to work and they almost got in an accident and you're really angry at it, You don't know what was happening for them. Maybe they were on the way to the hospital where someone's passing. Maybe they were on the way to go help somebody that themselves was going through a physical or mental or spiritual breakdown. Maybe there's something so much going on in their life and their psyche and their consciousness that they're not paying attention and maybe they shouldn't even be driving in that moment because they're really not paying attention to what they're doing. But I can tell you 100% it had nothing to do with you. So instead of getting upset when people react badly and cut us off in traffic or say something inappropriate at work or treat us inappropriately in a certain way, Realize it likely has little or nothing to do with you. I used to yell every time someone cut me off or did this or did that. I don't anymore. I really don't. I end up saying, wow, love and light be with them. I pray for a quick moment that whatever is happening in their life, whether it's struggle or anxiety or stress, that they have a moment of enlightenment and can calm themselves down and can drive a little bit safer and they get safely where they're going. Or if someone reaches out, we talked about that in the live stream earlier tonight. If someone attacks you, someone attacks you, your family, your children, your friends, your life calling, there's many people that I work with or that I know, not so much the ones I work with, but that I know that at times not even meaning to, and sometimes maybe in a jokey way or a kind of friendly way, they they belittle what I do or what the type the way that I experience mind, body, and spirit, and and meditating and the spiritual connections. And I've learned long ago it's a reflection on them and where they're at and what their experience is. They may be ignorant to the experiences that I'm having. They've never had them. I talk about that a lot. If you've not experienced something, if you've not experienced deep meditation and connection to your soul and connect to your conscious, if you haven't experienced and learned your own truth and your own awareness, then that changes your perception. And I've had people that have told me, you know what, Charles, I don't believe in any of it. I don't believe in the soul. I don't believe in consciousness. I don't believe in in what happens after life, before life, in between life. I just... I have no experience with any of that and I don't believe in any of it. All right. That's okay. It doesn't change my experience. But I know for many of us, that can be hard. And I know earlier when I was on the, on the live stream, that that was a para para crew podcast. Many of those people, all of those people that, that are part of that family are all people that are paranormal investigators and and, and work in the paranormal world, and they often get challenged, but you're getting challenged by people that haven't experienced that yet. They don't understand it. Why are you going to let somebody that hasn't experienced it change your experience, change your connection? You know what you've experienced. You know what your truth is. And you also know, and I've experienced it over and over with people, that people that will think that, Oh, they don't believe or they're not sure. They're gonna be they're gonna be